lock and load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour this beautiful Saturday morning downtown Atlanta as usual. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different program. I have uh, I planned three sh- different shows today, basically. I had one in case uh, nobody showed up. Uh, fortunately, I was lucky to get uh, get my guest this morning. He's, uh, he's uh, always uh, willing to help us when he can as a member of GeorgiaCarry.org and a, a big-time radio man, who I'll introduce in just a minute. But I also was going to attempt uh, something. There was a couple of... Uh, or there are a couple of Italian reporters, uh, young ladies in town that re- uh, that interviewed me back when we passed the guns almost everywhere bill, and uh, I was going to let them interview me on air, which meant all I'd have to do is sit here and ask questions. So that didn't work out because of their schedule. So I went through and made up my show notes, uh, and as you know, I make up extensive show notes because I I never talk off the cuff, and. After I got through with those, I thought, you know, today would be a good day to have Mark Walters on. So I called Mark, and uh, he was willing to jump on, and he's going to be here with me. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce him and let him come in, and we're just going to start talking about things that have happened in the last uh, week, I guess maybe since uh, Valentine's Day, and get his input on what uh, what he thinks is going on nationally and uh, maybe discuss a little bit here locally. So my guest today is... Uh, one of the, I think the first, he says it's the first 100 members of GeorgiaCarry.org, and I'm not going to argue with him because I know he's been in there a long time. He is the uh, syndicated host, uh, or the host of the syndicated uh, radio program, uh, Armed American Radio and Daily Defense. Armed American Radio monster shows on from 8 to 11 Eastern Time on Sunday night, and uh, Armed Daily Defense is on from 4 to 5 uh, Monday through Friday. So uh, he brings an awful lot to the show. He's he's involved with uh, a lot of things that are going on. He gets interviewed probably, uh, well, I know he gets interviewed more than I do. And so he he understands not only what we're going on here, but what's going on in other countries and how people are looking at us and, and how we are being led down the rosy path by Bloomberg and Soros. So uh, without further ado, Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Jerry. Always a pleasure, brother. I don't know that we can cover in, in the time we have today everything that's gone on in the last two days, let alone last week and a half. Oh, my gosh. I agree. It's, it's terrible. It is terrible. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird situation, in my opinion. We've, we've seen uh, things from people dropping off the NRA because of, you know, such as Delta, which uh, wound up costing them 40 or $50 million, whichever right. figure you want to hear, uh, which I thought was a good move, although it was a big grandstand uh, on our part or on our our general assembly's part but it was a good move at any rate they could have ignored it and gone on and and uh, they didn't um, so with that with the the people that are dropping us off or us and i say us being uh you know you can bet your money if they don't want the nra they don't want george Kerry, they don't want anybody else's money and that's what they're telling you they don't want your money uh and we also had some disturbing news from uh from Washington, as far as I'm concerned. We've had some good news, but we've had an awful lot of disturbing news. And one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you about is uh, 
is uh, the way I I title it on my show notes is Will the real Donald Trump please stand up? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, let me let me comment on that. I think he did. I mentioned to my listeners yesterday. I know right. I know what rabbit hole you're going here with Donald Trump. You're of course talking about the couple of days of meetings that he had very public. It was remarkable to see. Let me start by saying this. That's something you would have never seen Barack Obama do. Barack Obama would have never opened up a meeting about gun control to the public to see it in front of cameras, and here's why. Because Barack Obama didn't want you to know what he truly felt, and he didn't want you to hear what he was truly saying, because we know what his end game was. His end game was to take away firearms. Mm-hmm. That means all firearms. That's now, I'm gonna, <clears throat> I want gun owners to feel good about this. That's not Donald Trump's end game. What you witnessed there was Donald Trump really being Donald Trump, quite frankly. That's the way he does business. I, you know, AWR wrote a piece yesterday called, Is Donald Trump Doing a Rope-A-Dope? Yes, I read that. Okay, and I thought it was a great piece. And the only thing I can tell you is after watching those meetings intently and then watching every moment of them, I kind of got the impression that Donald Trump was simply trying to hear everybody's side, appear as if he were listening, and then Donald Trump is going to do what Donald Trump does, the heck with everybody else. Here was my, my ultimate takeaway was, I do not fear Donald Trump at all. I, you know, I've learned a, a long time ago how to trust my gut. I've written about that. I've talked about it. You know that. We've, we've discussed it. I've learned how to trust my gut instinct in business and in personal life. And my gut instinct right now is not telling me to fear Donald Trump. Were there some unnerving things said about, for example, his, his, his apparent desire to confiscate someone's firearms and then worry about due process? You know, that's like saying, all right, well, start the fire, then let's go rescue people, okay? I, I think Donald Trump misspoke, quite frankly. I think in his, in his desire to want to do something, and I hate to use that phrase, do something, I, I believe he, he wants to, you know, he's a parent, he's a, he, he wants this to stop. And I think in his, his desire and his quest to make something happen to do that, I just think he misspoke. And I think a lot of people attacking him are attacking him because they took it literally. And I don't think he meant it literally. I think it was just kind of like some of his tweets where he just kind of says things flying off the top of his head. Do I think Donald Trump is going to confiscate people's firearms? And then I, I don't believe that at all. I, I just didn't walk away with a, a sense of fear yet. Yeah, I, I, I like yet. that yet. Well, I, I, I'm not totally uh, against you. I, I'm not totally against what you said, because I, I know that's the way Donald Trump works. I know the art of, of negotiation. You ask for everything. And there's also a point in there that says, hey, I know if I throw something else on the, this fire here, it won't go anywhere. And, you know, we, we've been fed that line in, in, uh, here at the General Assembly in years past that, right. uh, you know, what else you want to put in this bill? Well, you start telling them everything you want in the bill, and, of course, it means one thing. It means it's going to be uh, – vetoed because they'll never get it across but of course then they look like heroes <clears throat> when they say those things so I, I don't disagree with that to a degree i hope it's true i don't like uh i don't like the fact that he he said things that even barack obama wouldn't say and that was you know we'll confiscate the guns you know if you think they're dangerous go confiscate the guns and then we'll go through due process later right, right. well that's not a very good thing for for me because you know as well as I know, there's a ton of people in this state and in this city that think that I'm dangerous because oh, listen, of my you're beliefs. A, you're absolutely correct, and, and, I, don't and wanna, I don't want to trivialize what came out of his mouth by any stretch. What I, it, it, from my perspective, I think if you look at Donald Trump's 
uh, let's just say, ability to say things off the cuff and have to come back and correct himself later. It, it seems to be a pattern with Trump. So I, I didn't take that to, to mean, I, I didn't just, I didn't take him literally. Let me, another comment, too. When he was talking with, I believe it was uh, Pat Toomey, uh, you know, the Mansion Toomey bill is a terrible bill. Right. But he was he was talking, yeah. we can get into that, too. But he, when he was talking with Toomey, he, he sat back and, you, you know, Tucker Carlson went off on him about, you know, lambasting him for, for being afraid of the NRA. Well, if you go back and you watch that exchange, he was leaned back, he chuckled when he said it. I know, I know what you're up against. Yeah. He said, you know, you're afraid of the NRA. And I don't think he meant it literally the way Tucker and the rest of them are attacking him for that. I, I just didn't, I didn't see it that way. I think it was Donald Trump having a conversation in front of cameras and saying things off the cuff that he does. Now, having said that, listen, we've got to pay very careful attention to what's going on here. That's correct. We've got to be able to hold his feet to the fire. Yeah. I believe Donald Trump is smart enough to know. I think he's playing the Democrats is what I think he's doing. Because as you just said, you start, he wanted everything in one bill. Donald yep. Trump knows you put more than one or two things in a bill, and guess what? Nobody's Nobody does it Because you can't get anybody yeah. to agree on five or six things. Well, that was my first thought when he said, you know, why, don't, why didn't you put this? Why didn't you put this? That, right. that, was, uh, that reminded me of, as I stated years past, when we were asked, well, what else do you want? Uh, so, you know, me, it, I took that, that particular part didn't bother me. I took that as just what you said, put everything in that bill you can get, right. and then I guarantee you it won't get out anywhere. And that could be what AWR was referring to when he was talking about the rope-a-dope, okay? Yeah, it could have been. I, I got a sense from reading that, that, that AWR felt kind of the way I felt, that he's thinking, okay, I think he's sucking these people in in here. For him to be sitting there playing Diane Feinstein, yeah. look, he's trying to look like he's appearing to negotiate with sure. all sides. That's the art of the deal. That's what Donald That's Trump correct. does. Yep. And, you know, look, Dianne Feinstein exists. As much as we all can't stand her and want her to go back from that, to that rock she crawled out of out in California, out there on the left coast, the fact of the matter is that she exists. She's there. Yep. And Donald Trump put her up there, and he talked to her, and he negotiated with her, or appeared to. And then he said, well, go ahead and put it in the yeah. bill, referring to her dopey assault weapon sure. man. Okay, sure. well, go ahead and put it in the bill. Do you think for two seconds? Look, he told Steve Scalise that that bill, the fixed nicks, wouldn't pass with uh, concealed carry reciprocity and that they wouldn't get 60 in the Senate. Right. Do you think that Donald Trump actually believes that any bill with a with an assault weapons ban in it would pass? Of course not. He knows better than that. Right. So uh, I just think we were witnessing uh, uh, basically spaghetti being thrown against the wall in Donald Trump fashion. I didn't come away from it fearful. Are my eyes open? Oh, hell yeah, my eyes are open. Let's watch and see what folds. Two issues I think you're going to see Donald Trump is pushing for. Yeah. Raising the age to 21 and background checks fixed next. Those yeah. two issues I definitely feel he's pushing for. He's okay. also pushing for arming teachers in schools, which right. is a good thing. Right. And that's uh, – we're getting ready to take a break, and that was one of the subjects that I was going to bring up is that he's still standing up saying I want to arm teachers because they're the ones that love the kids and they're the ones that will be there to protect them. And we will talk about that when we come back from our commercial break. I want to remind you to go to georgiacarry.org. Uh, it's time for you to join. If you're not a member, renew if you need to renew. You can uh, contact us there. You can see everything we've done. You can download the commercial-free podcast of this program there and at Newstalk1160.com, and we will be right back. And now, back. To GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. 
Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. I'm here with uh, Mark Walters. And as we left, we said we were going to discuss a couple of things that, that Donald Trump says that he wants and will push hard to get. Uh, I don't. I, I don't believe he'll get. I'm not sure he'll get either one of them. Quite frankly, if you're talking about the uh, when we're talking about the um, expanded background checks in the 21 year old, I'm not sure he'll get that. I think one of the things that we have, one of the things I've noticed, a parallel in uh, Georgia and the federal government. The House is our savior, and it's hard to get things like that through the House. They just. Most now, of keep in mind, Jerry, that Fixnix has already passed the House. It passed it attached to the to uh, to Concealed Carry National Concealed Carry right. Reciprocity Act, but it's already come out of the House to fix Nix. National Shooting Sports Foundation just yesterday put out a statement, you know, pushing for people to call their representatives to move that fix Nix bill. They're not now. I'm, again, I'm going to tell you this: I'm not. I, I'm not scared of the fix Nix bill at all. I'm not either. I've, I've read that, that bill a dozen times. I can't find anything in it, that, and I, I hate to to jump on the gun owners of America. I love Larry and Eric Pratt to death. They're good friends of mine personally, but I, I think they're wrong on this one. I disagree with them on this one. I, I think, uh, you know, ginning up fear on the fixed nicks, I think is a bad thing to do right now. You've got the National Shooting Sports Foundation supporting the bill, okay? It doesn't add anybody else to the bill. It doesn't That's add, correct. it doesn't. No. It simply does not. Now, I don't know where they're where they're coming from on this but you know hey you can uh, you can disagree with me if you want to and and that that's fine but i'm not i'm just telling you i'm not afraid of that bill it is not a gun grab bill and i've read it if if you disagree with me go read the bill my only question would be what does that have to do with expanded background checks and and uh the age of 21 well here you know you're looking at right now you've got uh, murphy you got uh uh, mansion up there that are pushed they live for this background check bill sure the reason do. that the mansion they're reviving mansion to me it appears based on that meeting, or they want to anyway, right. that was a terrible bill. And the reason that's a terrible bill is because it's a failure right out of the box. That's correct. Number one, it would have stopped no crime. No background check will stop any killer ever from killing anyone and never has and never will. That's correct. Right? Number one. Number two, the only way that bill can be successful is if the federal government knows where every gun is that's in order correct. to know that it was that the, that's the actual transfer, which is what it's designed to do is, is, is uh, remove private transfers of firearms. That's what it's to do without government permission. It's to outlaw, criminalize private transfer. I can't sell you my gun, Jerry. That's correct. Unless I get a background. Now, how is the government going to know that that was accomplished? Unless they know where the firearms are. That's correct. And that's what they're not telling you about that bill. Mansion Toomey is just step one. Step two, Feinstein comes out and says, hey, we need to put teeth in this because there's transfers going on. No, we need to know where guns are in order to know that people are complying with this bill. So we need a national registry. It's a national registry. It's a precursor to it. They know it. We know it. And that's why we can't let that bill pass. Fix Nix is nothing like that. I but Mansion Toomey expanded background check bill is, is extremely dangerous. The other thing that but I don't I'm think not that's sure going pass. to get through the Senate either, and that is raising the age from 18 to 21. You I have agree. huge constitutional issues with that. That's what I just said. And, I agree. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think it's going to go. I, I'm in 100% agreement with you. I don't think there's enough there. I think Trump knows that. I think he knows it. He's got plausible deniability if it doesn't pass. He can say he pushed for it. He tried to do sure. something that, use that dopey liberal phrase, that we have to do something, do something now, like Jimmy Kimmel said sure. nine times in his crybaby monologue, and then, by the way, proposed nothing. Right. Because there's nothing that he can propose that would have stopped any of the shootings that he's crybabying himself. Well, it's easier and to be it's it. easier to be negative than it is to be positive and and give you it uh give you uh, a solution to the problem. 
It's a whole well, look, lot let's easier let's to buy. Let's go to 18 to 21 for a minute, okay? okay? You want to raise the purchase age from 18 to 21, then you need to lower the handgun age, which, by the way, Representative uh, Tom Massey Massey has, did. All, Thomas Massey has already has That's already correct. has already filed that bill. You want to raise right. the, the age to for rifles and shotguns, then you lower the age from handguns. And I use this example on my airwaves. An 18-year-old kid decides he gets out of high school and he just does he's not cut out for college. He's great he's he's a great metal sheet worker. That's what he wants to do and he gets a job at NASCAR building a car for Stuart Haas Racing. And he moves and he goes up to North Carolina. He's now 19 years old. He's got a job. He's making money, he's renting an apartment. His mom and dad helped him out, started him on the path to adulthood, got him some credit by buying some furniture and co-signing for him. The kid's life is now moving forward. He's got a year under his belt. This kid can get, now he gets married. This kid can't purchase a handgun or, a, or any long gun to protect himself. That's correct. That's what they're at wanting. home, and he's already two years ahead of the kids that are spending right. tons of money in college, racking up tons of debt. And this kid can't protect himself. And There's a constitutional issue with that. And he's a contributing factor to the to the country, to the economy. And he is, he is a tax-paying, hard-working, no. legitimate, law-abiding American citizen who cannot have his fundamental constitutional rights stripped away from him. There's big problems with that. Well, bill. I think there are, too. There's, an, there's another thing, too. Uh, are we not going to allow 18-year-olds to join the military? Now, Lee, you want to raise it to 21? I mean, I'll tell you exactly what you do. You raise the voting age to 21. That's correct. You can't sign a document. You can't become an adult until you're 21. And while we're at it, let's make the streets safer and let's knock off the 16-year-olds like that little David Hogg, by the way, those, the, those kids running their mouths in this gladiatorial combat arena. Their honeymoon is over. The misinformation coming from that loudmouth kid and the lies that he's putting forth about me as an NRA member and you as an NRA member absolutely must be countered at this stage of the game. You want to stay in the combat? You want to stay in the arena? It's combat, okay? The kid's, the kid's lying to people. Well, we that, want to, I'm not, that honeymoon period has to end at some point in time. You know, Back to that in a minute. But let's take driver's licenses away and let's make everything 21. I agree. Let's see them. Well, and that's what, the, that's what Thomas Massey's uh, bill does. It, it is the... Uh, Safer Act. It's Second Amendment for every registrable voter act, which yep. says that if if you can register to vote, you can buy a firearm. So yep. if you can vote at eighteen, you can buy any firearm. Yep. And that does lower the age of pistols. Uh, or uh, if you can't vote till you're twenty one, then you can't vote till you're twenty one. You can't buy. Nobody can buy a firearm until they're twenty one. Uh, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think that uh, I don't think you're going to take the the voting age up. There's too many no, no, uh, too well, many let's, liberal let's, let's go, let's too many liberal young to, people to private businesses now, Jer. Yeah, there's too many young, too many uh, liberal young people for them to want to raise the age to oh, allow yeah. these kids to get out in the public and see a little bit about what life's really about when you're not under your your mother and daddy's wing. Well, you know they are also you got this kid. Uh, up there that was crying in, in the meeting with Trump. I'm 18 years old. I can't even buy a beer, but I can buy an AR. Yeah. An AR. Well, here's my response to him. When I was 18, I could buy a beer, pal. Because a beer isn't an inalienable right. That's correct. A beer is a beer, and the drinking age is not some universal law that is, was given to us by God that says we can drink beer at, at 18 or 20 or 21 or whatever it is. It's an arbitrary number picked out and made by man. The right to bear arms and our constitutional freedoms are not granted by man. No. They are recognized by man. They were granted to us by our creator. So the beer thing trick doesn't work, kid. Nice try. But it was 18 when I was a kid. 
So yeah, if you want to do this, how about we do this? Let's lower the handgun age to 18. Let's lower the drinking age to 18. That make you feel better? Now let's go to the private sales. Dick's, bunch of hypocrites. Yep. Ed Stack, CEO of, of Dick's Sporting. It's the second time he's banned, yep. quote-unquote, assault weapons yep. in his stores. But you know what? He still sells the gun that was used to kill more students in any high school shooting in this country's history, and that was Shweng Wee Cho at Virginia Tech. Right. So Ed Stack needs to get off his lion duff, put his hypocritical mouth where his wallet is, and quit selling all guns and get out of the gun business, or guess what? Shut up and sell sporting goods. Well, he also, right after Sandy Hook, made the same basic speech, said we're not going to sell them anymore, and they took them into the stock room, and if you walked in and said, you don't have any AR-15, they said, oh yeah, we got them back here if you want to buy one. And they yeah, were they still selling them. Field and stream stores, which continued That's to sell correct. the things. And then if you look at, um, if you look at his tape, he says that the uh, the murderer uh, in Florida bought a shotgun from them last year, and that's what got or earlier this year or last year, and that's what got him to thinking about this because they they didn't use his gun, but the guy bought a shotgun, so therefore we we're going to have to stop selling anybody under eighteen. But he didn't say that he would stop selling shotguns. He said well, he would you know, stop you selling the modern sporting rifle. You have an interesting rifle. dynamic here. Um, because Dix is a, is a business and they can do what they want. Sure. And I don't, I don't begrudge them that. Here's why. If you want to quit selling guns, Dick, quit selling all guns. That's correct. Don't tell me the AR-15 is evil when it's used to murder far fewer people in this country than are beaten to death with hands and fists That's while correct. you continue to and sell hammers. the same gun that Shweng Wee Cho used to murder 32 people, which, by the way, causes virtually every death in the hands of a criminal in Chicago. Right. So get off your hypocritical tale. See, Angry Mark is coming out now, and it's easy for that to happen when you get going about it. I have it. that effect on you, I believe. <laughs> it's not you. It's, it's these <laughs> hypocrites. You know... Walmart doesn't want to sell guns or, or ammo to anyone under 21. So what? Yep. That's their business. That's they don't correct. have to. Guess what's going to happen, mom and pop gun shop? Yep. Your you're business gonna is going to blow up. You're going to get busy. That's you exactly what's going to happen. If they don't want to say that's their right, don't don't that's rag correct. them for it. Well, they you know, they're under no obligation. That's correct. And it's already it's already against the law to sell uh, pistol ammunition to anyone under 21 anyway. Correct. Uh, so I agree with you. They're not everybody. Every major retailer like that can. Stop selling guns immediately, and it's not going to hurt the firearm industry at all. Because None got whatsoever. Like, more guns, more stores, more small brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop stores will pop you up. better believe it. More people will go into business. And guess what? Stores like Cabela's and stores like, like, uh, like Bass Pro Shop, their sales will go up. Oh, now, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, their prices are a little bit high. I'd rather go to my local dealer anyway. Yeah. But... Who cares? Let them. The market, the free market will work. That's correct. And that there will always be firearms here. Oh, got to Got to take a break. want to remind you, go to georgiacarry.org. You can download the free uh, commercial-free podcast there. You can download them here at Newstalk1160.com, and we will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. Uh, again, here with Mark Walters. And we were talking before the break about the, the fact that if Dick's and Walmart's and all the major stores don't want to don't sell you uh, modern sporting rifles, uh, our, our producer here, uh, Marshall, handed me a a, t- a Facebook post from Bullseye Indoor Range and Gun Shop in Lawrenceville. And it says, in light of Dick's not selling assault weapons anymore, we here at Bullseye would like to invite those customers over to our shop, all three of you. 
We are fully stocked on all assortments of weapons and will even throw in some free range time with any purchases. And that ties in with exactly what we said. The, the smaller shops, the smaller gun range, their business will explode if, if the, the big retailers go out of business or if they, no, they're not going out of business, but if they go out of the gun business, then well, let, let the same thing will happen. You'll still have the same number of firearms sold every year into those hands. Let me, let me give you an example. You know, a lot of people, I understand the retail market. I used to know some families that owned a couple small businesses, and they were petrified. Walmart come to town and put right. small pharmacies out of business. They sure did. Okay? Small pharmacies can't compete with Walmart. They did not just pharmacies, but others. But in this particular case, I knew a family in Minnesota that owned a pharmacy, and this guy became a crazed, wacko liberal when Walmart moved into town and put his family's, you know, his dad's pharmacy on it. I can right. understand how he would feel about that as well. But here's the deal. If, if Walmart would close their pharmacy in every one of their stores around the country, you know what would happen? You'd have mom and pop other pharmacies popping up That's all correct. over the place. That's exactly right. To fill that need. So don't fear Walmart. That has right. nothing to do with the Constitution. It has nothing to do with, you just smile at them and walk away and go, oh, well. That's correct. Well, bye, and go somewhere else, because guess what? You're going to buy something else somewhere else because you didn't go to Walmart that day. That's correct. Day. Just because you didn't get it at a little bit lower price, <laughs> you're right. still going to get it. I, and I, don't be surprised to see, and I'm going to date myself here, but I used to leave my office when I was running my trucking brokerage firm down in Tampa. I'd go just about three or four days a week to the local range at lunch, and I'd stop at Sports Authority, who was no longer in business. Dicks mm-hmm. may go that way, too, at some point in time. They keep this garbage up, these shenanigans. But nonetheless, I used to pay $9 for a 100-round Winchester white box of 9mm. Right. You know, those days are over. Oh, yeah. But the fact of the matter is that there are other places to go buy the things, and when Walmart stops doing it, somebody else is going to see that's a correct. huge opportunity and open it up. That's right correct. Back that's, that's correct. Same thing. If everybody quits selling guns, we'll open up a big black market, and there'll still be the same number of guns available. Remember, price. at the end of the day, and I hate to use that cliche term, but at the end of the day, the Constitution gives us a Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, and long before any court case, long before Heller, long before McDonald. Even when the Supreme Court had never said it was an individual right, we all knew it was, and we were all still buying guns individually at gun shops. Around. That's what I want gun owners to know. I want you to calm down. Don't oh, let yeah. fear take over when you're watching this 24-hour news cycle. It's really, really easy to get really angry, and I feel you. I have to do it. Yep. And I, I know what it's like to stand up from my desk every day and get dizzy because of this stuff and worry. I mean, it, it's not good for your health. Step back a little bit. Get out of this 24-hour yeah, news cycle. Uh, it is, oh, you're right. It has made me an old man. Uh, uh, that, uh, that, <laughs> along, that along with my birthday, I believe. Uh, but before we, <laughs> before we left, we started off talking about some of the things that, that Donald Trump talked uh, or wanted. And, and one of the things that we said was uh, guns in school, and we didn't pursue that any further. One of the things I'd like to bring up is the fact that there are, are a couple of states that have just announced that uh, – not states, but cities or counties within states, school districts within states, have uh, stated that they want to arm their teachers. Right. Kentucky Pike County School Board unanimously voted to arm the teachers. And what was said was really, I thought, kind of uh, kind of interesting because uh, we have talked uh, when uh, Jim Irvine was on here, we talked about the definition of insanity. And Pike County School Superintendent Reed Adkins commented on the move to arm teachers, saying, you hope you're making the right decision for kids, but I know right now something's got to be done. We may be criticized, but at the end of the day, I'll take criticism to protect my students. And one of the teachers said, this is not an action to force teachers to do something they're comfortable with or unwilling to do. It's a big decision, but granted, it's one 
we need to make. And I've said the same thing here in debates in Georgia about uh, taking uh, guns on the campuses back when we were uh, debating that for the last several years. We got to do something different because what we've been doing ain't working. We and it's not nothing. going to and that's work. That's the key. Well, we I, have. I, we've been putting up. somebody. Mark, we hear somebody. We've been putting up signs that say no guns allowed, gun free zone. So I we have been doing something. Me, we, we've. That, I don't see how. And this is the way they, they've always phrased it to me. Oh, that's just what we need is a gunfight, a shootout in a right. school. Excuse me. The gunfight's already started. That's right. You're just late to the party. Nicholas Cruz already started the gunfight, brother. Well, you know something, Mark? Saying that takes me back to when we passed uh, the Guns Everywhere bill, and actually when we went back and, and passed SB 308, which got a, did away with the uh, with the public gathering here in Georgia and allowed us, with the permission of the bar owner, to carry into bars. And then in uh, HB 60 of the Guns Everywhere bill, we were allowed to carry in without their permission, although it being private property, they can ask us to leave. So at the same time, people were saying the same thing. We're going to have gunfights in bars. Go back and find me a gunfight in a bar. Well, you know, it, I, it I doesn't wish somebody happen. pay me back the 1200 bucks because I had to put lifters in my truck to drive through the coming rivers of blood. Oh, yes. And it hasn't happened yet, so nobody's paid me back my money. Right, right. So school teachers, the, the teachers, I know, the teachers that, uh, well, I, I've, I've walked through the streets over here in Atlanta several times, never got blood on my feet, but that's beside the point. They, uh, uh, now you got me off track, and I don't know what the heck I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Story of my gonna, life. I believe you were probably going to say the same thing. You know, that we, we hear this is going to be the Wild West, oh, yeah. got in, it never yeah. happens. Oh, the, same the, way with HB 60, and you can take the same thing to right. the teachers. It's simply not going to happen. Right. That, that was the thing I was going to say. The, the teachers that will want to carry, because it is an, a voluntary program in every state. It's the same law we passed here, and that we're trying to get some things done about But uh, those teachers who volunteer for that are not the type of people that are going to Get in a gunfight. They're not the type of people that, regardless of what anybody tells you, you're going to shoot their students if they do, if they start acting up. That's not going to happen. Those are no, responsible it's a bunch people. Of big city politicians like it's, Bloomberg and the rest of the hypocrites and liars like Shannon Watts and Ellen DeGeneres. Who, by the way, there's a great meme going around. Um, Ellen DeGeneres at a gun control rally, surrounded by six armed security guards. It's just unbelievable mm-hmm. how people fall for this stuff. It's mm-hmm. just incredible how right. people fall for this stuff. That's like Leonardo DiCaprio, whatever his name is, giving a press conference or making statements on his jet on his way to some island right. somewhere, lecturing you about global warming. Right. It's such a joke. Yep. I wanted to also point out one other thing. We're talking about the schools. Uh, even in Illinois, Illinois Central School District, uh, they moved to arm teachers earlier this week. Uh, you know, the, of course, the... The Illinois Education Association president said we need to stop repeating history and tackle the school shooting epidemic head on. Well, first off, I would take issue with the epidemic. We don't have an epidemic. No, we don't. Ninety-some thousand schools in this country. I forget. That's just, I think, K through 12. Okay? These are still, while they get massive press coverage, they're still very rare events. But they get massive press coverage, so it's impossible to go on, and I've done it before, to go on international television. They, they look at us like we're lunatics oh, yeah. in the United yes. States, that the elite media do anyway. Yep. And it's impossible to have an argument with somebody who can point to nine shootings. You're not going to convince that person that they're rare events. 
No. So you don't even go there. You don't even bother with that. You start from the, the point that no one you, you defang those people instantly. And I know we're going in a different direction, so I'll just make this this comment and, and then end it. But you uh, immediately eliminate any any fangs that they have by saying, "Look, America is awash right. in guns. We have hundreds of millions of firearms in that's, this country. That, that's but why what we you have don't freedom. tell anybody is that they're in the hands of over a hundred million people, which is three times your yep. nation's population." Yep. And they're used thousands of times every day in America for good things that you never report. Yeah. While there are bad people who do terrible things, we all want it to stop. That's where the conversation right. has to start. There's also nobody's taking firearms, and if you're suggesting that you're not, you're not being right. honest. It's impossible to have an honest conversation. With There's you. also a new study out by the researchers at Northern University that say mass shootings are extremely rare. That shooting involves student involving students have been declining since 1990. And right. four times as many children were killed in schools in the early 1990s than they are today. Yeah, and, and you uh, know what? The word, here's what will happen with the liberal media. They'll come after you with the 17 dead children. You have to do something. We did it in oh, yeah. Britain, did sure. it in Australia. And that's where that argument goes. The best thing to do is just defang those people and take that argument away from them right out of the box. But, you know, let's go over to another poll. I know you wanted to cover this, too, the Rasmussen poll right. that right. you were talking about earlier. Right. Uh, we're we're not going to be able to finish this during this section, but we'll start about it. Uh, Rasmussen latest poll says fifty percent of um, Americans believe government failure is to blame for the mass shooting. Only thirty three percent of the Americans blame guns. Eleven percent say they they're not sure. Uh, when a sample uh, group was adjusted so as to focus only on Americans, we have children of elementary or second who have children of elementary or secondary school age. The percentage of Americans who cite government failure as casual jumped to sixty one percent who blamed uh, and guns dropped to twenty three percent. So well, you look at Sheriff Israel down yeah. there, and I even hate to put the we'll, sheriff in front of this class. And we'll and we'll bring that back right after this upcoming break. I want to remind you Go to georgecarry.org, where the reason that uh, this program is on, you get to listen to Mark and others uh, come in here and, and expound our feelings on the Second Amendment, etc. Go to our website. You can join there. You can contact us. You can contact me there. You can follow us at Georgia Carry on Twitter. You can download the commercial-free podcast there, as well as here at Newstalk1160.com, and we will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. Once again with Mark Walters, we were talking about this conversation just got around to uh, Sheriff Israel down there. And, and before we do that, I, I'm, I want to make a couple other points because of it. I'm afraid if I don't, we're going to get uh, time's going to slip away and I'm not going to make them. Uh, I, I went through and saw a few things, and and uh, one of the things that, a couple of things, I got four things I want to point out here that that people said this week to show you how stupid they are, and maybe it should, just should be ignorance, but I'm not sure that they can be cured. Um, CNN this week introduced us through one of their programs to the full semi-automatic AR rifle. Yeah. Man. Now. That's a that's a new one on me. I didn't know it's full semi. I thought yeah. it was only semi semi. Uh, Representative Carrollton, Carolyn Maloney, Democrat, New York, urged her colleagues to ban massacre machine gun magazines. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that one is. Senator Pat Roberts, 
Roberts, who is a Republican from Kansas, he wants to ban that bump magazine. So basically what they're telling you is they don't know what the heck they're talking about. They just want to ban something. Uh, and the, my my favorite one from the week is these are hunting stores, says Jim Kramer, CB, CNBC financial analysis yeah. or analyst, about Dick's and his decision to end sales of modern sporting rifles. If you're hunting with an assault-style weapon, you're hunting humans. Now, that's yeah. about as dumb as I've ever heard. I've, I've uh, heard know, some dumb things, but that's when it. left unattended breeds stupidity. You got I'll it. Yeah, and and once again, now before getting into into uh, the sheriff and what happened down there in Florida, I want to bring up a couple other things. We've talked about people who have tried to distance themselves from the NRA, uh, one of those being our hometown Delta here. They decided that they would, uh, they would not – uh, or they would end their contract to uh, give discounts to NRA members. And did it cost them anything? Uh, well, close mm, to $50 million. Dollars. Yeah. Well, I've heard I've heard as low as $40 million, so maybe it's not as bad as we think it is. Well, you know, I, I understand <laughs> Cuomo and uh, well, the other good Democrat, Daniel P. Malloy up in Connecticut, said, come on up, we'll take you. Yeah, yeah that's what 30,000 Delta employees accustomed to living down right. south with a very good cost of living one, is to move up to Connecticut That's where their correct. salary there would put them in a trailer. That's correct. And they couldn't afford to pay their property taxes. At yep. 55 years old, they're going to have to move into a one-bedroom apartment with another family right. in order to save money for a down payment because they can't get any. We can't get a quarter of the house up there that they can get for here. But right. it's nice to see the good. It's funny that those are the two Democrats that are doing it. It's really interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing about all these, these companies, that I, and there's several of them, United Airlines... Allied Van Lines, North American Van Lines, um, uh, the rental car companies, Hertz, Avis, I think uh, National Budget. Yeah, it was uh, Enterprise, I believe. Yeah, Enterprise. There's a there's a list of them, um, and of course the the first bank, uh, first National Bank of Omaha, uh, canceled the credit cards that were the NRAs. So there were a whole bunch of people that that decided they would do that, and. My question is, I understand that they have the right to, to do whatever they want to do. It's their business, their money. But there is such a thing as a stupid uh, company policy. You want to do that after you've already brought them in. Now, if they started off and said, we don't want anything to do with the NRA when they started off, fine. I wouldn't say anything about it. But you've done business with them. You've collected money. You've made an awful lot of money off your credit cards in the last few years. Uh, because that's the the credit card that the NRA pushes you to get. And now they want to turn around and say, no, we're not going to do business with these people. They don't seem to understand that there are somewhere in the neighborhood of 5 million NRA members. Now, that's that's a pretty good sum, but let's add their wives or husbands. That makes it 10 million. Right. If they each have two and a half kids, that makes it about 25 million. And they have friends and they have other family members. And there's a ton, as we all know, of firearms owners in this country who, when they see that, they say, well, they're not for my rights. I'm not a member of the NRA, but I'm not going to go over there and, and use their business. So they're, they're looking at a pretty good-sized portion of the, of the economy when they start doing these things. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I've never figured out the whole – social justice corporate thing. Yeah. I don't know where they get off. Believe it. I've never understood the actor that would alienate 50% of the people that won't go see their movie because they want to feel like they got to talk about politics. Right. I right. will never understand NBC. If I look, if I were running NBC, I'd have told Jimmy Kimmel to 
satellite yep. radio moment word up mm-hmm. when he started alienating half of NBC's audience, right. <clears throat> who no, are not now no longer going to see what their sponsors yep. are, are, who their sponsors are. I agree. Okay, shut yep. up and be funny. I agree. So shut up and sell phones. Shut up and rent me a car. And it, what, what I think politically should have nothing to do with the product that I use. I've never understood that to begin with. But this is the beauty of the free market. That's right. Somebody, here's, a, here's your million-dollar right. idea if anybody's right. interested. Somebody's going to step up and create a rental car company for gun owners. Yep. So we got about three and a half minutes or so here before we're going to have to close out the program. So let's go to uh, some of the failures down in uh, in Florida and Sheriff Israel's uh, not formal or, or formal actually he's been uh, he's been anti-gun for quite some time if i remember correctly he was against uh being able to arm yourself when you're on your way out of town from a hurricane coming well you know the longer this guy remains in office because he's not enough of a man to step down like he should um the, the better we all look because he is the symbol of failure of everything that could have yep. gone wrong yep. in in south florida that did because had this man's department done its job this would have never happened. And Sheriff Israel has the blood of 17 of his neighbor's kids on his hands yep. for the failures of that department, for the failures of the individuals that work behind him. But the bu- he, he's changed the, the old saying, the buck stops here. Right. The buck Sheriff stops Israel, over the yonder. The buck stops over there. It doesn't yep. stop with me. Yep. This guy's stops playing the blame yonder. game. The better off we all look. That's correct. And and he, I don't think he's doing a good job of, of playing the blame game. I, I mean, I know he's trying his best to shuffle it off on somebody else. Uh, just like the the guy that uh, or Peterson, when they first uh, announced that uh, he was going to have to resign because he didn't go in there, well, now we find out that uh, that they gave him orders. They gave them orders not to go in if they didn't have their body cams on, and none of them had body body cams. So, CYA is what this Israel right. is doing. It's exactly what it is. He's out there lambasting Dana Lash. He's out there lambasting NRA and gun owners for causing these problems. He's out there spitting up for gun control, and the whole time he was doing that at that dog and pony show over on CNN's phony town hall, it was a gun grabber, uh, gun grabber special. Right. The whole time he was doing that, he knew what we would later find out days later of the failures of his own department. That was the beginning of that guy covering his tail and trying to set the narrative up himself so that he could give himself some plausible deniability when the story eventually came out. This guy needs to resign. Governor Scott has the ability to fire him if he doesn't, and I'm hopeful that something will happen. Yeah. Well, he may have uh, – Governor Scott may have it, but he did, the governor of Georgia does not have the power to fire a sheriff. The, the sheriff is the highest constitutionally elected office in the county, and the only people that can fire him are the, uh, the citizens of that county. Uh, and don't have to do it by how powerful the position of sheriff That's is. correct. It's very powerful, at least here in Georgia and, and in most places. I'm not sure about Florida, but in most places. I want to uh, kind of shift uh, gear here a little bit. Uh, as you know, we didn't get anything this year in Georgia. We were offered a bill uh, within enough time to get it across uh, by uh, crossover day. But it contains some things that, that we said no to. We said, uh, matter of fact, I, I blankly said, uh, if you want to do that, just go ahead and put that in a trash can because I won't even show it to the board of directors. Uh, and we're not going to do that. Some of the things in the bill were things that we wanted, things that we asked for and would have been happy to accept. But we were not going to uh, do, as some people accuse us, there's, there's one uh, supposedly gun rights organization in Georgia that accuses us of, of trading rights one for the other. We don't do that. We never have and we never will. 
we we compromise in what we ask for because if we can't get something, we'll take part of it. If I can't have the whole uh, donut today, I'll come back to I'll eat half of it today and come back and get the other half tomorrow. And that's what we've always done. So uh, I want to. Thank- we've got nothing to be worried about here. We've had a remarkable oh, yeah. decade long run. Oh here. yeah, especially okay. for the last three or four years, we've we've really done an awful lot. I uh, want to thank you, Mark, for being on here at short oh, notice. Thanks for having uh, me. It's always a pleasure, and I think I jumped on your program last week on a short notice as well. So you did, and I uh, appreciate it, man. Uh, you have a great rest of your weekend. Oh, uh, you too. I uh, want everybody to have a good weekend. We'll be back next uh, week with Brian Hill from uh, Total Combatant. Uh, he's been our guest before. He will do so again, and we'll probably talk at the convention this year. We've got our speaker lined up for the convention, and we will talk about that next week. Uh, remind you one more time, go to georgiacarry.org and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to georgiacarry.org radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only. On News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.